Here we go. Can I get a goddamn timpani roll to start this goddamn song? Tonight, here's a goddamn song. For all you goddamn people. Point hammers intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get the step in. But if you'd like to stay, let's get, get hammered. hammered. What in the fuck is going on, everybody? This is Point Hammered, episode 48. What the shit, man? It's me, the bastard. We got Raj. The Raj. The sexy, <laughs> sexy Raj. Chilling. It's fucking, yeah. what's today's date? November 27th, 2011. Two days till my 34th birthday, oh, my man. Dear. Oh, my gosh. One foot in the fucking grave. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It all went to shit. 33. You already come up with your plans to come back as a skelly? <laughs> what are you shooting for here, Graveguard? Nah, right. I'd probably just be a zombie. It's <laughs> real brainless. Too much drinking during my life. I killed my brains. So I got that. probably the safest one to be, because you'll never be on any battlefields. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Corpse will never get mutilated by a fucking chaos yeah. warrior. Sure get chopped down yeah well, yeah what the fuck's over. been up i see you posted a pretty fucking sexy thing on the magnificent bastards blog oh yeah the, the war eagle rider or some shit yeah, conversion I, I don't know what to call that model it's, it's an like, eagle rider but yeah eagle rider. It's, it's like a, a big raging heroes fairy kind of looks like the, uh, a raging Ariel. fairy <laughs> it's like a special a, character looks like a wood fairy or something like that a tree fairy <laughs> yeah well, i was thinking about picking up that aerial model and then yeah. i saw that this one was about a thousand times better that's pretty cool i never even seen it until i saw your post i'm like what and then i checked out that site like there's all kinds of cool shit over here yeah there's some pretty cool stuff yeah right. like the she-wolf of the ss model on there yeah <laughs> some sexy chicken range isn't too deep yeah a lot of the models are just the same models yeah. it's like a pistol or something but <laughs> i don't know they have the tree can on there like tree oil or tree warriors hmm. i don't care for how they look. Yeah, they looked a lot like G-Dub ones to me. I didn't think they were significantly different to warrant the extra cost, so... Yeah, well, everything else is top-notch, but then those ones <laughs> let down compared to the rest of the ring. Bunch of fucking Mookie sticks glued to a base. Yeah, yeah man. All right, well, uh, what else you been up to? Anything cool? Wow. Well, <laughs> well, well. It's your Elmo <laughs> <Fudd> voice. <laughs> yeah, I feel my voice is a little deeper. Yeah, it's that hangover. hangover. Were you as hungover as I? I had a fucking headache all day. Yeah, I did. I did have a headache till about 2 o'clock when I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> and we went and fucking had this greasy-ass Chinese food down at the Tempura uh, house. Yeah. So I fucking... And they had a buffet today, so I went wide open on all the... It's nothing but, like, sugar sauce and grease and fried meats and shit. Just so wide open. Like a two-inch piece of breaded Breading, chicken. Yeah. And like, only, like, half tiny, of the inches tiny chicken. Nugget, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking, it was so gross. By the end, I just wanted to heave, but nice. got me through a good hangover. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah I felt kind of hangover before I even left the bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I could tell you were a little off when I was dropping you off there last night. <laughs> yeah. I was drinking kind of early at the yeah. hockey game. You take a break, then jump back in. It just doesn't quite work as well as you think it would. I felt like I had to catch up, so I was fucking outpacing you there. 
<laughs> at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> so I could do this. <laughs> yeah, that was probably one of the worst hangovers I've had for some time. Oh, yeah. Mine was Which pretty much on par with, with that. I wasn't really nauseous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Any other fucking modeling projects you've been up to? Uh, yeah, well, the snow's gone, so all traction on the Luzman has <laughs> <Okay>. ceased. <laughs> Back no to the back burner? <laughs> yeah. So no snow on the ground, no work on the lizard man, but uh, we I picked up a large toy creature monster from uh. Michaels for the Magnificent Bastards contest, which you can see on the Magnificent Bastards blog. Yeah. Basically, we're going to try to paint up some kind of toy monster into yeah, and do an actual Warhammer model. Now, it sounds like you're both doing the same model, uh, you and Rob? I'm doing a three-headed Hydra. He's doing some dragon or chimera uh, or something. Oh, yeah, that's what he got, chimera. Something like that. So okay. just to use as a model, if I ever get that beast spell off, transformation. <laughs> that's why I keep my old Jabber Slith around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Flap his ugly ass in there. Which we can talk about. I played a game against Jammin yeah. using the lower beast in a 2,000-point How'd that go? Game. <laughs> it ended up being a draw. Actually, I didn't care for the lower beast too much. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, there's just that one spell that's great and the rest of them. Yeah, so, like, the wild form, like, solid. Yeah. And, like, Amber Spear, yeah. pretty good. He yeah. had a giant and then ah. a stone horn. Okay. So, you can't drop the stone horn because he has the multi yeah. wounds. But <laughs> those are, like, the only two things I really wanted to shoot at with my archers. You, yeah. Usually the big targets are a good target for your archers because doing one or two mm-hmm. wounds to a unit of ogres doesn't do shit. But right. doing one or two wounds to those guys is usually a big deal. Sure. And the minus one to hit spell, whatever, didn't fucking matter. <laughs> you know, it had a marginal effect on combats. Yeah. Um, with mm-hmm. the ogres just moving through the woods and stuff, failing on a one or two, you had units like four to six guys. You would do like two or three wounds. Yeah, it's like not a big deal. Yeah, it's better than no wounds, but they yeah. probably still would have taken one or two or anyways. So. And so I did attempt the big transformation. Well, I almost <laughs> did. So I kitted out my wizard lord with uh, the fencer's blade. So she's weapon skill ten. Yeah, and gives her an extra attack just in case you roll the other character spell. Sure. Plus three attacks, plus three things. So she got five. Right. So she- seven <laughs> attacks, which would be decent. Weapon skill ten, hitting on threes. Be so it kind of gives her some protection against rank and file because you'll need fives to hit, and then she has a two plus ward versus once she's down to one wound. Sure. So she should be pretty survivable. But I think at one point, Jammin had like a double bruiser unit. Yeah. <laughs> which is always, you know, with the dogs of war, I had trouble with two bruisers in the same unit. <laughs> Interesting. Just of destruction of the pikemen <laughs> and such. And they're whipping up on dryads and treekin. I actually I used the three units of three treekin. I did not really care for how those played out. Because <laughs> then, basically, I'm always losing combats. Because you're not getting enough three attacks. Three four turns, yeah. And as soon as one of them Only dies. Leadership. Six or five re-rolls and stuff. Not yeah. that great. But it managed to be a draw because, I don't know, this is the first game I can recall where I actually fled from combat and escaped. <laughs> rolled higher than my opponent. I think that's one of the things I like least about... Warhammer 8th edition not really 8th edition it's always been that way so much as fucking riding on a, just a 2d6 rolling higher than yeah. than your opponent it's that random element bro yeah <laughs> so you got like if you knew what was gonna happen I mean it wouldn't I don't think it would be as exciting yeah but it should be like a proportional some kind mm-hmm. of if you have a higher move unit down by so many models yeah you know for every point you beat them by you remove extra models 
So like if you if you don't catch them, you still deplete the unit. Still, sure. I think the cast wars has some rules like that. Because some of those units you break, well, they just fucking rally the next turn. Right. And now it's just as if for some reason <laughs> the second time around you always get your ass beat, <laughs> which was good when I played the ogres with the dogs of war because they always go in flood and then they run away somehow escape and then they would get charged by the enemy next turn and then they would like <laughs> roll really well and beat the shit out of them <laughs> but i think yeah I don't, I don't care for that aspect but anyways getting back so i, I think i had treekin in the flank of this big ogre unit yeah or no his dryads in the front and they're gonna he's whooping up on these three treekin units so the only thing left between the juicy center <laughs> and this bruiser block was the some dryads that he overran into. So I'm like, well, <laughs> Rut roll. I'm fucking charging the wizard in solo. <laughs> uh oh. So roll eight or ten dice. I got a good solid magic phase. First thing I'm gonna do is I think I was gonna try a wild form because I if you're gonna roll six dice. You probably gonna might miscast. You won't have any dice left anyways. Yeah. So use uh, you know your couple dice. I rolled like a three, so I can, <laughs> that was the end of my magic phase. <laughs> <laughs> like, I did like a two dice like wild form or something. I was trying to get off. <laughs> Suck a motherfucker. <laughs> but the wizard actually was in a challenge then with a bruiser because she couldn't decline. But he didn't do any wounds. Like yeah, like two hits and rolled two ones the wound. Oh. And then there was one dryad left, and thankfully the dryads, the one dryad rolled snake eyes, and then my wizard broke and ran away. But, <laughs> so the dryad held. Yeah, one dryad held. Those dryads be pretty fucking badass with wild form on them, dude. Yeah, with Trikin with wild form are pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I guess anything it's just that much better. So <laughs> yeah, so I got to see the new ogres in action. Uh, the lead belchers weren't that that good. I mean, like he had. You just had unit of four, but yeah, you kill like one or two dryads a turn, yeah, like which is do nothing to tree king. It's not a big deal. That's what I was considering a unit of four. So maybe I'll have to math that out before I start the fucking six month process of building six of those guys and <laughs> building and painting six of them. All right, let me talk about what I've been up to here. Sure. So. What the fuck have I been doing? Oh, yeah, I've been working on the Bull Ogre Morn Fang Cavalry. How's that going? Pretty good. Been making some good progress. Anybody that wants to keep up with how it's going on our forum in the painting and modeling section, I got a blog post going. Lots of pics, detailed conversion pics, painted pics, all that kind of bullshit. So you can keep up with that. But I got two of the Razor Gores done, one of the Chariots done. What the fuck's wrong cat. with this cat? Hairball. You got a quick scare. Yeah. <laughs> then they forget it. They want to barf up a hairball. And then, other than that, I've been working on the Minotaur drivers for those chariots. <laughs> yeah. So I got four of them. Are the Minos going to be magnetized to the chariots? Nah, I can't so find a good can. way to do it so that it's reliable. So I think they're just going to be permanent that fixtures. Could be unit of four Minos, dude. I know. I was thinking that, but I think if I'm going to play ogres, I'll probably always want a field. Mornfang, anyways. So, mm-hmm. for only 60 points a model, I think they're pretty solid in the ogre list. So, I'm fine. I'll just permanently affix them there. Mm-hmm. And then, what else? Been painting on the Orctonian BSB. Came up with a sexy design for the fucking banner itself. Mm-hmm. And then, oh yeah, the champion of the Mornfang cavalry unit, Old Metal Minotaur. And I found that if you use those old metal Tuscor heads, Tuscores, the yeah. really weird looking metal ones, the theme and the look matches perfectly 
with those Minotaur. So the head looks really awesome on it. And size-wise, it's just a little bigger than it should be. But for Warhammer, it yeah. works perfect because <laughs> you want the head and the weapons. Warhammer, it's still yeah. small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty solid. And I think it was a cool conversion. So I'll probably do up a couple more of those as unit champs and shit. That's cool. It's fun to see them come together. You're like, oh, yeah, he's fucking <laughs> this massive head. <laughs> spikes everywhere and shit. Up on the Magnificent Bastards blog, I posted a thing about sculpting, which tools I use, uh, yeah. all that shit. It's a real detailed thing. Yeah, very detailed. Blog post. Uh, anybody that wants a little bit of fucking sculpting tips and hints, tool-wise, a little bit of technique, go on there and check that out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did get a game against the Legend oh, dear. yesterday. Oh, dear. And uh, he was playing his dwarves. Nothing as fucking solid as a pack of 30 hammers, I'll tell you that. <laughs> that was all I had left on the table at the end. After those hammers beat the shit out of my gore, all I had left was Ungor, Jabberslith, and Chariot. So I wasn't about to go near the motherfuckers. <laughs> Just let them do their thing. So I end up barely... near Laura Death. Yeah. So I went with Laura Death. I ended up not getting any of those direct damage spells. More had the hexes and the augments and then the purple sun, mm-hmm. which did more damage to me than it did to him. <laughs> Cocksucker. That spell pisses me off. It's, it seems like you could just fucking mow down dwarves unbelievably awesome with it. But then that's when you're going to roll that fucking misfire and fuck yourself over. One out of three, buddy. Yeah. It's fucking shit. Isn't it only one out of six? Uh, For misfire it is, yeah. But anyway, so fucking horseshit. Y'all so mad because I fucking irresistible forced it after he saved all of his dice. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, here comes, motherfucker. Nah, bullshit. That's about uh, level two shadow, too? Or? I had a level one on shadow. Okay. All he took I was miasma. Really, that, I would always try to two die a low level miasma as a first thing just to get him to use dispel dice because mm-hmm. if he commits too many dice, then he can't dispel the two big spells I should be able to cast in a turn. Um, I think I only got maybe two or three decent magic phases. Now that I'm not rocking Sorry, the, the shard, sh- shard of the hurt stone <laughs> it's not fucking nearly as guaranteed as it used to be i don't know how people play fucking magic and warhammer i might even drop the level one because it seems like you never get enough dice to do what you want yeah well you need some of the damage spells yeah it's true death to kind of give some supplemental dice to the little guy yeah yeah that's how i got some extra dice when the purple sun killed a bunch of gore <laughs> <laughs> i'm sucking you alive it's like a sacrificial dagger dude i don't care for misfires i'm looking for the dice <laughs> i got gore to spare fool <laughs> and i'm squeaking out a win against the legend but i tried the Jabba Sloth too in that game just fucking flapped over, flanked some crossbowmen who absolutely would not break. <laughs> Killed them down to five with the jabber, and then I had to finally charge in the Ungor as well to get them out of there. <laughs> fucking dwarves are so implacable, man. Don't want to fucking move. No, no, there's dwarves to Mary Mayhem. Nah, I'm feeling beast, man. I did I did the rounds with the dwarves last year, so about time I get a new army, though, because although maybe I'll keep mixing up the beast, man. The Lord Death was interesting because compared to Laura Shadow, I'm like these fucking spells suck. <laughs> so with Laura Shadow, I know exactly what to do. Lay that yeah. pit of shades. Probably awesome. earlier in the game, you have more options. Yeah, because like Purple Sun doesn't have range. Miasma with um, Laura Shadow. Yeah, because you don't have any shooting, so withering isn't even useful for you. Right. 
trying to think what else fucking dick till you get in combat mm-hmm. even those like death spells 24 inch range is solid but use that to boost it just to get 24 inch range out of any of them so mm-hmm. well, we'll get onto that shit in detail in a little bit eh, fuck oh, it nice. anyways I barely squeaked out a win against the legend there mm-hmm. like I said all he had left was a, he took I think it was 30 or 31 hammers in a 6 wide block <laughs> fucking nails dude solid yeah you take 2 fucking units of those Maybe some long beards. I think just 12 points. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Point for point. What's that equivalent to? I guess a fucking Bestigor. What's that? 11 points, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But Bestigor ain't stubborn. (laughs) But they do have Primal Fury, though, so. Yeah, Bestie's a little more killy. Yeah. But you don't have to kill all the Bestigors. Yeah. Break (laughs) them. You just got to beat them (laughs) once in combat because they're only leader seven. (laughs) They're pretty much fucking done. Cause a panic check pretty easily. Yeah. All right. You've been fucking watching or listening to anything cool? Yeah, I finished The Profession by Stephen Pressfield. Yeah, I That's think one you of mentioned his future it novels. So I started listening to Richard K. Morgan. Uh, he has the second book in a trilogy, Broken Steel, about Takashi Kovach. It's like, and it's set in the future. Sometimes it gets like a little, what I call, I don't know, it seems like masturbatory sci-fi. He's just talking about like the technology and stuff. And like, <laughs> nice. All the gadgets and gizmos. Yeah. But the gist of it is like, everybody has like a little core in the back of your neck and you can be like downloaded so you're like your essence is in the core yeah <laughs> and then like you can be put in like these special you can be put in other bodies and stuff like that so Takashi is like some kind of soldier guy so he has like a assassin body sometimes and you know you, you get like sent through like hyperspace so they don't send the body they just send like your core and then when you get to the new planet like you get they just give you a body reconstituted in a new computer even <laughs> yeah weird that so, sounds pretty cool though yeah, the first one was real cool. I uh, listened to it a long time ago. Yeah. sat on Earth, and it was real interesting because the... So, like, if your body gets killed, as long as that little core is still alive, it can just, you know, regenerate a new body for you. Nice. Like all the Christians, <laughs> that's, like, against the, the religion they decided. So I think at the beginning of that one starts out with somebody's, like, murdering Christians, <laughs> and they can't... <laughs> typically, they would just, like put the core up back in and then like interview him and see who killed him but yeah but so they don't really have any clues <laughs> the, the christians won't allow themselves to get re-uploaded <laughs> so this one's I on see. like a different planet now and he's doing some indiana jones shit <laughs> some artifacts all right like. it's called the profession you said uh or no this one's broken steel broken steel okay i think we talked about the profession before, I, think we so did, yeah. I, I won't talk about it but then i started reading uh tides of war yeah which is about alcibiades during the peloponnesian war Ooh. it's the only stephen pressfield novel that i haven't been able to find on audiobook <laughs> so we had to go in on friday at work which is like Ooh, the most boring day yeah. of the year, uh, the day after Thanksgiving. So I went to the library in the morning, got that book, and mostly just read that book. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's a fucking productive day. Just unabashed. Clearly, like you're not getting peer. calls or anything that, at yeah, all. Yeah, like all the salespeople, are, they're not really out in the field. I'm all caught up on my shit. Yeah. Just like could work ahead, but this is the only time when like three quarters of the unit's gone. Like, I'm, I'm chilling. Yeah, literally like computers off, just like reading the book. Nice questions and stuff. But yeah, that one's pretty cool. All right, I finally finished up book four in the Song of Ice and Fire. Moved on to book five. A couple chapters into that. Nice. Pretty book four. Good. It's probably the longest audiobook of your life. 
Yeah, the longest with the least activity. <laughs> That's a lot of intrigue and... The Lannisters. Yeah. Well, the Iron Man, they'd fucking go around and start kicking some Brienne ass. And the beauty. Yeah. <laughs> Brienne. It's a great character. The I still... The Maid of Toth. Yeah. The Maiden of Toth. <laughs> Sapphires. <laughs> um, what the fuck else I have I been? I think the bear could make a good Maid of Tarth for Halloween <laughs> next year. <laughs> I don't think he's tall enough. <laughs> yeah, his shoulders aren't wide yeah. enough. <laughs> his breasts are too big. <laughs> I finally watched fucking Star Wars, the movies, <laughs> number one through six <laughs> for the first time in my life. Ginger insisted I had to watch it because I'd never seen it, so I hadn't watched buddy. all that. That's all right. I don't see. You haven't ordered a lightsaber. Yet. What's the deal? <laughs> That's just it's not going to happen. I, I can see why if you were a kid, you'd think it was really great. But as an adult, it's like, nah, it's not well acted. See, I thought I heard you uh, yeah. when you were walking around. <laughs> <laughs> Last night at the bar, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whipped out my lightsaber. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> that was interesting, though. Then I had, then she got bridesmaids. She's always jacking up my Netflix account with <laughs> whatever she I wants to watch. Yeah, I had that problem, too. So then we watched fucking bridesmaids, which was all right, I guess. It's kind of funny. It had the Irish guy from uh, IT Crowd in it. Oh, uh, cool. And that guy's pretty funny, so. I watched The Hangover, too. Oh, yeah. Was that as douchey as I yeah, suspected it is? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, they followed pretty much, like, the exact same formula. Yeah, naturally. Instead of, like, a baby, like, Zach Galifianakis gets, like, a little monkey that he, like, carries around. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a few few moments where I think, I, don't know, I can't think of the actor's name, the one from The Office who's in charge now, the manager. Yeah. Uh, he has a run-in with a Thai lady boy. Cause they, nice. They play some bang. <laughs> Does he bang the lady boy? Uh, I believe he gets banged. Nice. <laughs> we came together. It was beautiful. <laughs> the guy's like, he's the guy who in the first one he married like a prostitute. He's like, I married a prostitute. Like, I got banged by a lady, man. Like, I've got some demons inside of me, man. <laughs> I've got an inner darkness. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was quite humorous, but yeah, I still don't think I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If you can get on Netflix or yeah, acquire it by other means, <laughs> don't require, require a purchase. <laughs> Might be worthwhile. Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe not. But <laughs> <laughs> quick break. Well, the animals laugh from the dark of the wilderness. A baby cries hard. In an apartment complex As I pass in a car Buried under the influence The city's driving me out of my mind I've seen a child He's caught in the sad trap of gravity He falls from the lowest branch of the apple tree And lands in the grass And weeps for his dignity This time he will not aim so high, yeah, next time neither will I. All right, we're fucking back. I just ordered uh, a couple things of that instant mold stuff that Chad Hansen was using for doing molds. Yep. So I got two packages of that coming. See what okay. I can make work. Pretty nice. stoked. Gotta well, do some fucking. What are you gonna? Uh, just some of the ogre bits is where I'm gonna start. Mm-hmm. See if I can make anything cool. I seen uh, when I was I played jamming down in Galaxy and uh, Ed came in and some other guy. Yeah. Doing a Necron versus Necron fight. Oh yeah. And the one guy, he had uh, 
some of those necrons were like the, of course nothing was painted <laughs> so course. you could see that <laughs> like about half of his necrons were actually um like he had molded them because uh, like so because i think the new warriors are like you can get you can turn them into immortals or just yeah. regular necrons sure you, you can only do either or because i think they use like the same like body or, or torso yeah. or something like that sure so he went through and he had made a mold of those pieces that you need duplicates of <laughs> and use some kind of uh, like it was like a white some kind of white resin yeah i was asking him about it and he said it dried within like a half hour. Uh, kind of, so that's cool. Got double the models out of those boxes. <laughs> nice. Which might not be a bad idea considering. Not if any of the fantasy the, stuff works that way. For the yeah, the sep- sepulchral stalkers, necronites, oh. the new gorgon and the Cygor are a double box. So it seems like yeah, going. but you but those huge bodies like that. How the fuck would you make that mold? Yeah, it was probably more useful for little troopers. But yeah, even like the new VC, they're talking about the new knights will be able to turn them into like black knights and like some kind of like mm. wraith knights or something like that. Sure. So maybe there might be some applications there. Yeah, well, depending how big they are, but looks like a solid. Looked like the detail <laughs> was fine. If they're painted, I'm sure you wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah, <laughs> of course, none of them were painted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. Let's see, I was gonna say shooting at each other. Pew pew pew. Mm. <laughs> they really, were they really doing that? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Seems Ed's like forty or forty-five. <laughs> He's over there doing that. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he plays forty k. He loves it. Well, Give actually, a sh- started talking to Chris, the owner again. Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow me and Jamin went out with him to Rochel to some... Like, he, pork, pork pulled pit. pork? Yeah. He's trying to get me to go out there, too. Dude, we should go out there. It's fucking good. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a half-hour drive away. Yeah, it's about 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like a $5 pulled pork sandwich from like <laughs> some kind of barbecue champion. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. He's fucking, he's like, yeah, you come here. We'll go out there for lunch sometime. I'll fucking take you out there. I'll buy it. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking with him. It turns out he's like a huge foodie guy. Oh, yeah. Mike. All right. Interesting. Yeah. <sighs> We got fucking news and rumors, bro. Nothing. What? Beastman monsters, but that's going to be old news by the time this cast lands. Yeah, the new, uh, there's a new campaign book out for Tamarcon. The GW website now. Oh. It's like a Badlands thing. Really? Some with dwarves and crap. Uh, it sounds intriguing. Coming out at the same time as that other shit. I was thinking about buying the Tamarcon book, and then I went, and it's like 75 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, woo, it's a little steep. Mm-hmm. I actually have to sit down and read through the whole fucking thing, but it seems pretty cool. All you got to do is listen to the last couple episodes of Garage Hammer because they're going to go over it all in grim okay. detail. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was looking at, I think I'd probably just use Dwarf Rules with Chaos Monk. Yeah. Do you think people would be all right with that? Yeah, I think so. As long as it was obvious what everything was. You'd probably have to do some conversions for cannons and shit. Mm-hmm. Although I didn't really look at what the new Chaos Dwarf War Machines look like, so maybe they look close enough that it wouldn't matter. Yeah. So interesting all right what else oh yeah i noticed on rankings hq i got fucking best beast man general finally locked up <laughs> oh nice yeah with the north star results yeah it that's went up pretty quick that's what cinched it for me yeah see so you skunked the wood elves and the dogs of yeah, war for the time too. being let's get on the slizzman train real quick yeah <laughs> i think the do dubs are only going to last until brawler bash is around adepticon time yeah <laughs> You gotta come up with something quick. <laughs> Pull a trifecta. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I did look and I saw that even if you if you do the whole world rankings, it puts me second for Wood Elves behind that Mark Borland. 
yeah. the guy that they interviewed for Bad Dice. Sure. But I would be ahead of him if I had turned in my list in <laughs> on time at North Star. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how frequently that comes to bite us in the ass. <laughs> Every little fucking thing. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. What else do we get here? If someone is gunning to be the new... Talks about a general champion. All you have to do is go to three tournaments, and you should have the points sufficient <laughs> to usurp your position. Yeah, I think I'm only counting two right now. Is this who's this going out to? John Stens? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the usurper, John Stens. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's see some of the couple that listen for Wapaka. Yeah, I think I just had about four of them, but ah, that's cool. Mr. Stens submitted his. <laughs> Naturally, be a list. First is going to be Tomb Kings, and then he pointed out his. Six Signature said he was going to take Dogs of War. (laughs) (laughs) When are the lists due for that? December 31st. Okay. For the bonus etiquette point? Yeah, which I think should be added to the website because I don't think it's on. Someone has to send me that info. I'll put it on the schedule page. Yeah. But the bear has no fuck. Every time I ask him a question, he tells me to ask you. (laughs) 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 Fucking organization (laughs) between us three (laughs) dipshits. (laughs) It's not what it should be. It's no North Star, I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right, anyways, next uh, Saturday, this cast probably won't come out before then, but no. we got uh, Merry Mayhem. That'll be a good time. Yeah, we'll <laughs> survive the snowstorm yet again by the time this is released. If we're lucky, yeah. Hopefully. This may never. Obituary. This may never come out. <laughs> Our families will find this and fucking cry, half cry, and half think we're a couple of retards. Will and Testament. <laughs> I bequeath my tree, Ken. <laughs> fucking Too legend. Bully the cat. Bully the cat. What else we get? I signed up for Adepticon. Once again, I'm putting myself under the fucking (laughs) (laughs) iron Adepticon thumb of a tournament every day. Like 10 hours of tournaments, three days in a row. So this year I fucking got a flu shot to mitigate the Sunday (laughs) Adepticon (laughs) flu situation. I've fallen for your fucking trickery again, Rogers. (laughs) Passing off your fucking bird flu on my ass. So, you can't prove a thing. <laughs> I'll be doing the 3,000 pointer on Friday, the championships on Saturday, and the team tourney on Sunday again. Okay. I'll be doing the big game on Friday with Wood Elves. Yeah. And I won't have to paint a s- single model. Nice. Yeah. I'll just basically add the tree men to my tree kin list. <laughs> and, <that's about> <laughs> and then Saturday, I'll be doing Blood Bowl. I'm going to bring a Lizard Man team this year. Oh, nice. And then the team tourney Sunday. Yeah, we need to come up with a list. We should do that soon. <laughs> Although the models I have are what I can take. So <laughs> it's too late to change gears now, bro. <laughs> it's like five, six months away. <laughs> too late to change gears, man. I'm already. I'm pot committed. Yeah. <laughs> Once you're pot committed, there's no backing out. I'm all in on what I got going here. So, all right. Fuck this shit. When we got contests, that shit's all. We're all out of shit to give away, people. So fuck off. <laughs> no more contests. <laughs> yeah. No more contests for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see how much it costs for Andrew and Mr. Cone. If there's anything left over. Yeah, but if we have like 50 bucks left, how about we just go out and get shitty one night <laughs> for putting ourselves through this organizational nightmare? <laughs> I don't know. Ask the bear. Bar. All right. Eh, what else do we got here? Contact. Let's talk about contact. Check us out on pointhammered.com.
dot com. Send us an email, especially if you have old metal tuscore heads <sighs> at using the peeps. Pointhammered at gmail dot com. actually a razor gore head smaller than that tuscore head. Yeah, it's a lot because all you get is like just <laughs> pretty much from the eyes forward, yeah. And the snout. That's Call funny. us. Leave us a fucking voicemail. Things like three times the size of the, like the plastic yeah. bore and its head is and like a head. Third <laughs> <size>. <laughs> it's fucking grossly misfucking shaping. It's absurd. <laughs> Redimension. Oh, I think I fucking just PBR shat myself. Nice. Call us, leave us a voicemail, express uh, your disgust with our podcast at 601 try HPBV on iTunes. Yeah, go on iTunes and leave us a review. I, I haven't gone on there. Uh, I don't think anybody fun. uses iTunes anymore, but... I use it just to get casts on my iPod, but that's all I ever do. Not like I browse around on there and look for shit. Can't wait till Spotify allows podcasts on there. Yeah. We get like a tenth of a twentieth of a penny every download. <laughs> nice. We yeah. make over 25 cents each episode. I think we'll do pretty good. <laughs> what do we have? 12,500 downloads on episode 46 so far? Pretty good. It's a pretty solid download. That's yeah, that's a little better. Usually we're ten to eleven thousand. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We ought to be able to turn that into something, Raj. <laughs> I gotta fucking gotta wake up. What are we doing? Contact us. <laughs> Go on the website. Check out the fucking gear, man. Maybe you want a sticker, a fucking sexy t-shirt. It's gonna fucking lure in some tail or some cockasaurus for you to suck on. All you need is a nice little point hammered shirt. <laughs> Get on our forum. Like I said, go check out my blog for the Morn Fang Calvary. Pretty fucking cool. A detailed shit yeah. about what I've been up to. Did you uh, pull a goddamn legend and get looped into some stupid fucking video game or what? Uh, well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I'm just playing Battlefield 3 a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, yeah, uh, kind of. <laughs> I think I mentioned that before. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you don't want to commit, but it, it's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of at the point where... Because I would just play it whether any of my friends were around or not. It's yeah. Like strictly like multiplayer. Is this a World War II base? What is this? This is the competitor for like Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Okay. The big difference is this one's a little more team-based, but then you get the fucking tanks and the jets and the helicopters and shit. Okay. Before I was playing that, even when the other guys weren't around, <laughs> like I would just go online and play and stuff. <laughs> but now I'm pretty much I gotta check and see if they're on like pretty frequently <laughs> but I won't play unless at least one or two I can tell guys. you're into this <laughs> interesting I see on a similar note that there's gonna be Band of Brothers the Pacific Theater coming out oh and like DVD just seen an ad saying it's gonna be coming out no, so. I think it's it's already been oh, yeah. shown it should be pretty cool yeah. I heard it ain't, people didn't like it as much as Band of Brothers no cause it kinda just shows how fucking crazy it was in the Pacific yeah <laughs> They go over the top. Like noble about fucking crawling through dirty tunnels and stuff. Yeah, fighting against guys that blow themselves up. (laughs) (laughs) That's just psycho, man. (laughs) All right, let's fucking move on, dude. You know what I want to bring back to the cast? What's that? Not on a hangover day, but fucking beer picks, dude. We used to do (laughs) beer picks. Now that my beer for a year ran out, and I had to start buying micro brews again, (laughs) start doing beer picks again. Okay. So we'll bring that shit back in future episodes. What else? You got a nug? I don't have a nug, but oh. I recently received 
from an anonymous Midwest tournament, all the army lists. Is that going to be tournament. North Star or what? Or is it uh, undisclosed? Well, it's, it's undisclosed. Uh, okay. To protect the innocents. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody emails me asking about any of the lists. <laughs> People really like to do that for some reason. <laughs> so uh, I've doubled the pool of uh, army list candidates. Uh. So I probably I kind of just want to look and see maybe what like the average number of points people spend in core and special and rare. Sure. I like to see all the ones you've done thus far if you added this new pool list to it if the statistics held relatively true to where they were in the first place. Oh, yeah. Or if the... Just like the model counts. Yeah. Some of the artillery numbers. I bet you see the game evolving. So I bet you it doesn't hold yeah, true. It's going to be probably moving. A lot of the tournaments have different reputations and stuff. Uh, so we can expect even more thorough, more accurate uh, nugs in the future. Yeah, perhaps. If you receive army lists, you get them in like 80 different formats. Right. So I gotta, I'm got putting them through an army builder like one at a time. <laughs> like if you don't have to do it for a tournament, like it's not very fun. <laughs> Can't imagine Especially that. It's like the 12th like orc and goblin list. You do like the same gobbo <laughs> units and like the same little goblins with their little setups. Maybe you can kind Contract that out to your little fucking dork <laughs> apprentice, Andrew. <laughs> what it should do is somehow get it installed at work. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I was going to do a haul of shit on the Ogre Butcher models, but I don't have it all together, so I'll just put that off. Okay. Those fucking models are so terrible, though. Just don't even get me going. I was taking a shit today looking at those models, and I was so disgusted. You were wiping your ass. <laughs> I ripped that page right out of there. Severe anal damage. <laughs> but it was the only way to properly show your spike for the models. Instead of, like, sometimes your finger will break through the teepee a little bit and, like, catch a little shit. Broke through and went straight up my ass. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> Yowza! <laughs> All right, let's fucking take a little break. You want to talk a little bit about that Wausau tournament? Yeah, it was just a little fun little event with the local guys up in the next city north of us, half hour up. 2,000 points or what? 2,250. Okay. So I used the North Star list with just a couple extra Glade Guard or some shit like that. Yeah. Did yeah. you win? You must have won, right? I mean, this is amateur leagues. Uh, did this get submitted to Rankings HQ? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it did. Most likely, name. <laughs> I highly But, know. okay, so first round, I got pulled against Trav, Travis. Travis the Grail Knight? The Grail Knight. Grail? So he pulled, he was on table, I was on table, at the last round of North Star, I was on table one, you're on table two, and Travis was on table three, yeah. playing the Beastman guy he had just beaten. Yep. And I think, I think he lost to that Beastman guy. He got 20 nil by that guy. So he ended up not... Doing. He's like middle of the pack, I think, by the end of it. Right. Soft scores and everything else figured in. But he's using a similar list. However, key difference was he was using Thorak <laughs> on the angle instead of 
uh, the other guy. So his, he's got like three 20-man blocks, 10 thunderers, two Argon guns, two cannons, stone thrower, <laughs> and the Anvil main Poon. man himself. Yeah. Uh, so his only other character is a BSB. So we get set up, diagonal deployments, meeting engagement. I think is the one where you have to roll a, t- a two plus for each unit. Yeah. Okay. So these are the units that I, I rolled a one for. I had to hold in reserve was the an eagle, the wild riders, one unit of dryads, and both units of treekin. <laughs> <laughs> so you got glade guard on the table. Yeah, I deployed with two units of glade guard, an eagle. <laughs> A unit dryads and the tree man, and I have to put down everything first because I want to roll out. So I don't know where the fuck anything is gonna go. <laughs> so I kind of set up, just put the tree man right in the fucking middle. I'm like, <laughs> have to run across. So he sets up in a kind of uh, whatever little castle. Yeah. Basically, just in the middle of the board um, of his board edge. Yeah. So kind of. Well, he squeezed everything in. So I w- he really didn't play to the diagonal at all. Right. And then, sure enough, he rolls the six, steals the first turn on me. <laughs> Grabs the initiative. Grabs the initiative <laughs> and uh, kills the tree man in a single Ooh. shot. And for the rest of the game, I'm hit with um, Ancient Power. I think it Wrath and Ruin, which is, which is a half move and the 2d6 strength four hits. Yeah. <laughs> what he's doing is he's basically concentrating on all my little units. Because the tree can, they have to move on to the board the first turn yeah and i have to move like three more turns before i can get into charging (laughs) so he's hitting like the dryads the eagles the hitting the glade guard with 2d6 strength four and the wild riders actually he got him in the end but they took quite a few hits from that fucking (laughs) fucking thing he he rolled like a five hits every time on him (laughs) do like two wounds yeah but so i'm like all right so this is like the worst fucking matchup in the entire world <laughs> with the worst scenario set up and <laughs> fucking worst rolling so, for reserves like, I'm close to just like fuck it I'm going to Taco John's <laughs> I'm like well let's just get over it so I'm like all in just moving the tree can up max speed every turn going for the center <laughs> try to get some points uh, I think Getting the dryads took out the little unit of thunders that he had. Yeah. And the, the glade guard shooting took out one of the organ guns and one of the cannons. So that wasn't bad. And then I actually got in and started grinding against some iron breakers. With what? Treekin? Yeah, I got the, put the treekin in, like maybe three or four four man units. Yeah. After his, his war machines were doing their damage. <laughs> um, and actually, he killed his BSB in close combat, ground down. The, the Iron Breakers. During the course of this, I got flanked by Longbeards. <laughs> They're just hand weapon shield. Yeah. And I had to hold on a couple, like seven checks without a reroll. But and you did? Two of them. And then the other unit had to, was leadership eight with a reroll. And I held on that. But um, he eventually got the other unit, his third unit, block in there. Great openers. <laughs> so I ended up grinding down the Iron Breakers and that other block and came out. It'd be like, if it was North Star B, I would come out like a 13-7 so you had a winning yeah I pulled it out yeah. <laughs> nice he's just like he's just shaking, shaking his, his head, head. <laughs> yeah. I can see him spray all over nice yeah like everything so basically we're looking at it and he should have been wrath and ruining the tree can so right. he never ever got across the board because those are the only things that are Move really going to do something with half speed like we can march six like, <laughs> moving along yeah. it wouldn't even have been worth it that's when you would have packed your shit up and left yeah 
So uh, beat him, and uh, second game was against Steve, and that was uh, Watchtower. Yeah, he's running he BC. Yeah. So he had a big 40-man oh, yeah. <laughs> guard unit with the BSB with... Uh, Wait, Graveguard? Graveguard, yeah. Okay. He said, I think he said Glade Guard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grave Guard. <yeah>. Slight lift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 40 man Glade Guard. Grave Guard. Grave Guard. Grave Guard. It's like Irish, <laughs> Irish wristwatch. Irish An Irish wristwatch. <laughs> 40 man unit of Grave Guard with the BSB with the regeneration banner. <laughs> yeah. Three units of Ghoulies, 20 ish. Unit of Skelly's 10 with his Vampire Lord, who's using the Lore Light, Lore yeah. Master. What lore were you rocking? Shadow? No, Life. Life, okay. Yeah, I didn't really have any options. I played that game against Jammin before. Yeah. I went there and I'm like, well. <laughs> this lore sucks, peace, yeah. yeah. Which um, I don't, I think it's pretty good, but not for your and, armies. Much. Yeah, if I could run Shadow, I'd probably run Shadow. Yeah. But, <laughs> and he had a Vargulf, and then he, he was using the Terrorgeist. Ah, cool sweet. See how that yeah. Works. So uh, this one, he kind of came across my tree man, the tree king, beat the shit out of all the ghoul units. So you actually, if you held the watchtower, you won the game, right? Yeah. Okay. So um, he's kind of coming around with the grave guard, and he had the ghoul. He put the he had ghouls in right away, so I was actually able to sell it. The tree king can beat the shit out of ghouls pretty good. Yeah. Because I mean they're poison, but I got a four plus armor, five plus ward. Sure. It was decent, and uh, did some shooting to the Vargulf. Yeah. Killing it. The terror guys pretty interesting. Just the way with the scream attack works. So it's two d six plus his wounds, which yeah. is like six, and then minus your leadership, mm. or it might be even three d six. Because he rolled really fucking high, and so he flew over and he killed all eight of my dryads in a unit. Yeah. In one go, <laughs> and then he killed the eagle with it that was trying to divert the grave guard and. I don't think at the end of the game it was still alive just because uh, what happened was so he put his ghouls in the building I was knocking them down he threw out that unit put another one in and he had his general in there and I got him down to where I with the combat res and everything I did I killed all the ghouls and put two wounds on his general so his general had one wound left and then finally the next turn he did a he was able to do a swift reform on the grave guard and pile him in the building. Oh <laughs> so like, like, fuck. Yeah, I hit him with one dwellers before, so they're about thirty ish. Yeah. Okay, so tree cutter never Still gonna a lot. Be able to beat yeah. that unit. So I kinda had to switch strategies and just go for pure shooting against the building plus dwellers to hope and I could kill his general or the yeah. BSB did not do it. I did get one or two dwellers off, but the BSB is strength four, strength five on the general, so it's yeah. not likely to get them. Sure. And then I just let his terror guys kind of fly around, do whatever <laughs> at that point. Because I'm just shooting, trying to, you know, everything's riding on the building. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the f- turn four, it didn't end, but turn five, he rolled like a five, and it just ended the game. So. Uh, okay. So you fucking went down. Yeah. Did you bother playing the third game or no? Yeah. Play Jason. You remember him? From the old days, yeah, with the shave, short, like shaved head, kind yeah, of. Shorn. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he was up there last time I stopped in there. This one was Fortitude, Blood and Glory. So all his Fortitude. Well, to get him, he had his general and his BSB and like a thirty-man unit of warriors. They're like. What army was he playing? Warriors of Chaos. Okay. They're frenzied and they had the flaming banner. So, <laughs> this one's gonna be a little tricky. Uh, I imagine pretty much kill everything else. He just had some Rotter Horsemen shot up or killed with Dryads. The he had the three plus ward. Um, 
those little altars or whatever. What do they get? The things oh, that give the blessings. The war to altar? The, yeah. No, they had two of those. War shrine. War shrine, yeah. yeah. And one of them killed right away, broke. The other one was in combat for like t- his turn, my turn. We got in combat turn two. This <laughs> man, like, turn six. <laughs> he his turn six. He went first. He broke the dryads. Finally, he was fighting. Yeah, and then I was able to shoot it down because I had one wound left. Because yeah. both of the blessings were going on that unit, <laughs> super unit. Yeah, so I was kind of trying to slow it down. Use a magic missile. Like I didn't want to get into it unless it was in the forest. <laughs> so but with the way that, yeah, with the war shrine was it kind of in the way. Yeah, and when I tried to divert with an eagle, like he couldn't maximize to me, so he had to item maximize the him yeah or you know slide or shuffle or close the door to him and i kind of changed the angle of his unit because he was heading towards my free forest that i set up yeah i'd have to kill like every take it down to like five guys before i could ever break it yeah that angle kind of was shooting it towards my glade guard center so i kind of had to throw in tree kin tree man and (laughs) the whole lot yeah i threw in everything you'd kill like five guys and he cut like a dirty swad through like one (laughs) one unit broke ran one unit held and then I got the flesh the stone off in the front, and that helped uh, out. I sure. was able to beat him a couple rounds. He's steadfast. <laughs> and then it kind of just came down to the tree man holding, and then I, the tree kin unit that fled came back in and went in and killed the BSB, and that broke his fortitude then. Yeah. The nice. Okay. Interesting. G fucking won. Chaos Warrior. <laughs> it was a tough for the tree kin, especially if they're flaming. If they're flaming. Yeah. Like at one point, like you strength four, you got four wounds through. I'm like, didn't make any five plus. Armor saves, then make any five plus ward saves. I'm like, okay. Eight just, wounds. Dude, eight wounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fuck. Okay. That's, I'm losing this combat. <laughs> yeah, I just lost my fucking unit. Shit. Right. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Just a little local. Just stick around and see who won the tourney there? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't remember who won. <laughs> Is that important to you? <laughs> yeah, they, you know, whoever comes in first gets like whatever the 20 bucks or yeah. everybody chips in the money. Did you take yeah. bus painting? Uh, <laughs> Didn't have any of those awards. I know. All right, let's fucking get out of then. So, main subject of this cast, we're going to talk about lore of death, strategies, lore. combos. Part one of a 15-part series <laughs> of magic lore <laughs> analysis. <laughs> or not. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the lore. I'm going to need the casting values. The lore of shit? The lore of shit. Oh, I think I just sharded it. Sounded like it. <laughs> 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 I've been pretty excited about the prospect of using the lore of death, mostly because I'm sick of doing the same old fucking thing with the Beastman, yeah. so... Maybe I shouldn't have dropped the shard of the hurt stone. it off? I do have to go check my pants and see if I sharded or not. <laughs> <laughs> Break time. Lost a drop in a coin into the pit of a well And I would throw my whole billfold if I thought it would help With all these wishes I make I should buy something real At least a telephone call home well, my teachers, they build this retaining wall memory All those multiple choices are answered so quickly And got my grades back and forgot just as easily But at least I got an A And so I don't have them to blame 
All right, what's the verdict? Did you shit your pants or not? Is there <laughs> I did a, not shit my pants. There's not a pair of underwear in my trash if I go in there and look. <laughs> my ass was a little dirty. <laughs> typical. <However> nothing. <laughs> typical Raj. I think it has to hit the underwear before it, it's an official shark. Yeah. I say that. Yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's no harm, no fall. <laughs> All right, well, let's get back to the fucking Lord Death. Or actually, let's get to the Lord Death. Okay. So the sixth bell... Actually, let's talk about the attribute first. When a Lord Death spell is resolved, roll a d6 for each unsaved wound caused by the spell. For each five or six rolled on these additional dice, the wizard immediately adds a die a, a die to his army's power pool. I wish they could sort out the fact that dice is plural of the word die. Fucking G-dub, dude. That's one thing that has consistently chapped my ass over the years, dealing with these assholes. But maybe it's an English thing, but I doubt it. I think it's a G-dub thing. But anyways, yeah. So you get a, if you do unsaved wounds, you roll five or six, you get some extra power dice. Sweet. Unless you're in a tournament that doesn't allow that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes happens, babe. All right, so first spell, Spirit Leech. And what we have here is a direct damage spell with a range of 12 inches. Targets a single enemy model. Both the caster and the target roll a d6 and add their respective unmodified leadership values. Okay. And then for every point the caster wins by, the target suffers a wound with no armor saves allowed. You can extend the range to 24 uh, if you roll it on a 10-up. Otherwise, it goes off on a 7-up. Okay. Is this your perspective from a Beastman list? Or uh, is there an angle on this? From the Beastman angle, if I if I cast it with the level 4, he's only leader 8. So if I cast it on like an ogre unit, pick out yeah. a single ogre model or some, something well, like that. I should talk about what unmodified leadership means. Because in the fact, unmodified leadership is the highest leadership in your unit. So... To me, that means attacking or defending. So let's say your Bray Shaman was in the same unit as your general. You'd use the leadership nine of the general for your attack. And likewise, if you're trying to pick off a little weedy wizard or something, if he's in the unit with his general... Yeah, he gets to use his wizard. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, his general's leadership. Well, let's look it up. Let's back. Look at the back, bro. So, obviously, this this is probably good for... We're going after characters and stuff, but yeah, if you got like four man units of what, like Treekin yeah, or not bad, but the, like big monsters. So like a fucking Vargolf is a leadership four. Really? Like, See, most of the big monsters are nines or tens, like the Beastman or the Giants. All the ogre stuff, the big guys are going to be a seven. Really? For the rider. I mean, the Giants a ten, but. Let's say the the cannon, the scrap launcher would be a five, I think. Yeah, and, see, I uh, think it's super effective in those situations. Even yeah, more so than a character, because the character's always got fucking awesome leadership. Or like a war machine. All right. Yeah, war machines too. I was, although against dwarves, it's fucking shit because the dwarf, has, the dwarf war machine has better leadership than, or same leadership as my fucking general. So, so this is from the fact. Mm-hmm. I had to belch. Hold on. Bully. A little beer burp. <laughs> he doesn't look too happy over there, bro. All right. So from the fact for the main BRB question: When taking a leadership test, sometimes you have to take it on your unmodified leadership. What is your unmodified leadership? Answer: Your unmodified leadership is the highest leadership characteristic in the unit. Do not include any modifiers from any source. For example, strength in numbers, inspiring presence, or the doom and darkness standard spell. Standard discipline. Yeah, standard discipline would would I agree fall under that? So the doom and darkness spell, which Cannot is interesting because I had called it out as a combo, <laughs> good <laughs> good way to make this spell more effective. But it turns out you can't do that, sadly. But what it does mean is, yeah, you're right. You can use your general's leadership if he's in the same unit. 
But otherwise, if he's in a different unit, it counts as inspiring presence, and you can't use it. Yeah, but you know, so what that does is it makes it a pretty decent spell, even if you're, let's say, your little, if you're running level ones with lower death. Yeah. So typically, uh, just a wizard leadership is quite shitty. Yeah. Seven or eight. Sure. But you could able, you, know, you got to put them in the same unit. There's some liability there, but mm-hmm. it makes the spell useful if your general's leadership of nine or especially a ten. Yeah, which there isn't too many. Who's a ten? The elves can get ten. The dwarves, but doesn't matter for yeah. them. Halfling. <laughs> Halflings. <laughs> if there was a halfling general, he would be leadership ten according to the way the characteristics increase because <laughs> they're base eight. <laughs> VC? Are they tens? I think the vampires yeah, I think are tenors. Vamp- Dark elves. Yeah. Hiles. Certain, eh, there's a few, but a smattering. I don't think Empire yeah. is. I know Beastmen aren't. So, when you played, did you have your general in the same unit as your guy? Nah, because he you always... attempt to even cast it against the dwarves? Because against dwarves, it's like a straight-up dice roll. I didn't end up with if... with any of those direct damage spells. So after Merry Mayhem, I should be able to speak more to these things mm-hmm. in play. But nah, I purposely avoided that spell because I could have taken it, obviously, being the Sioux spell. But yeah, I don't know. What else, let's see what else I got written down here. Yeah, it'd be fucking awesome for killing Minotaur. Those fucking cocksuckers are leadership seven. Ogres, leader seven. Well, it's just limited to one model, though, too, right? Or is it... No, it'd be one model. Okay. You get a unit of four or five Minotaur, you kill one. Man. It's not bad. One thing, too, like chariots, stuff yep. like that. Chariots, that'd be fucking awesome on a chariot. Although... Yeah, depending on what their leadership is. Chariot, of, of typically, the... four wounds, but... Mm-hmm. A Beastman chariot, leader seven, so... Yeah, well, a chariot with one wound left, one or two, it's kind of a weird thing because if you charge it in by itself yeah, it's, you get the impacts but you might just get killed and you'll never get to you know win combat or you know right so like if there's just one wound against some kind of high initiative thing that hits pretty decently yeah it kind of changes the way you'd use that chariot sure oh, yeah, yeah so any one of those kind of single models yeah would be what i would go for more than a character i agree It'd be awesome if you get within 24 of fucking war machines because those always suck to have out there yeah so that's the max range is 24 with the boost with the boost yeah okay it's as good as it gets bro all right so we agree it's good for wizards that aren't with the general, and then war machines okay. or random you, ogre. You ever you know? take uh, so if you're gonna go multiple level one wizards, you generally it's based off the quality of the signature spell, right? Do you think you would ever take multiple level ones with that spell? Uh, might be a viable with the, strategy with the beastman. It wouldn't be too bad because you're getting the extra dice for each one of your guys well, to ensure that you have dice to use to even cast it. Yeah, but you then I mean? if you have to be by the Shard of the Herdstone, are you going to be within 24 inches of that fucking mm-hmm. character you need to cast it on? But then, too, if it goes off, every wound you do, you might get back. You might get back some So dice. there might be decent spells to start off with because you could do, fuck it, I'm going against uh, the general or something. With some with high leadership, they're kind of prone to just let it go. Right. I mean, they could roll one and you could roll a six. And you might like, skunk a couple <laughs> wounds. <laughs> with, yeah. You know, it's kind of like those spells that cause panic checks and stuff. Yeah. You lead with those, people generally. They're like, kind of just yeah. Let them go. And yeah. If you do it on a good leadership unit, every once in a while it's going to fuck it up. Yeah. And when it does, it's going to be glorious. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's another thing. I did talk a little bit about spell order, but we can get to that at the end. 10 with the boosted? Yeah, it's a 10 to go at 24 inches. That's like a three dice. It's got to be three dice with a level one. That's not even guaranteed either. Right. 
That's not bad. <laughs> so if you had two level ones, that would theoretically take up six dice. You know, if you had two level ones with that shit, and you focused on like a block of Minos or a block of Treekin or something, mm-hmm. I mean, then it starts to get really fucking effective. Mm-hmm. Or does it, though? Because if you got a model that's down to one wound, you can only do one wound to it. Well, you would do... You can do up to three. You remove a whole model. Ah, uh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. So there's, you remove a guy and there'd still be like one wound sitting there. Sure. Um, could be. All right. Interesting. Yeah, I guess I don't know that, that I would. Because that's assuming you're still going to take a level four. Right. These level ones. So even with the Beastman, it's probably the, one of the yeah. better setups. Their leadership sucks balls. What are they, base six? For the Beastman Braze? Yeah. Their leader seven. Uh, seven. So yeah. that's not bad. The best really is probably an eight. Just right. Just being on their own. That's a great Bray. It's going to be an eight. But they can get the dice to make sure that the uh, chance at it were yeah <laughs> but if you're gonna like do that I mean you might as well just take fucking Winston's wild form and go beast with him and now you're guaranteed some combat fightiness and that's where the beasts are gonna fucking own anyways so mm-hmm. okay okay so we're not thinking multiple eh. level ones at death no I'm not liking it okay Maybe you could probably build a strategy around it but effectiveness Isn't there a plus one to cast item you can get too like in the Beastman book all friendly Beastman wizards within six inches including the bear himself add one to their casting results <laughs> that's the skull of Rorcos 60 I'm, points I'm 60 Ugh. seems like make it more viable but you have to give it to the fucking level 4 then. yeah <laughs> that means he has to chill back yeah against a good player uh, they can kind of use that against him yeah alright let's fucking move on next spell aspect of the dread knight Hands down. The worst. Hands down the worst fucking spell in the deck. It's an augment. Range 24 inches. Unit causes fear until the start of the next magic phase. You could choose to make the target even more horrifying if you wish. (laughs) It causes terror rather than fear. If you do so, the casting value is increased to 9. Now, it doesn't have that wording that were the other spells for the previous edition say if you already cause fear you right. cause terror it yeah, doesn't yeah. say that it does it? not no so you have to boost it to cause terror and if you already cause fear <laughs> you wouldn't bother casting on yourself okay um, do you see the only way I see this as being effective is if you already cast doom and darkness on a unit now you can make one of yours cause terror but then you gotta wait a whole turn put a whole game turn before you can actually charge and try and get some use out of that mm-hmm. I mean you could try to tear somebody off meh okay one thing is doom and darkness remains in play yes okay so they'll have a chance to dispel it right if you're gonna go for the terror route one thing you do is start with oh you could start with that spell because people let it go and then combo it with doom and darkness so a fear check at a minus three is definitely especially if they're not with the next to the general or the or the bsb found out yesterday the dwarves dwarf crossbowman can't possibly fail that even at a minus three (laughs) yeah (laughs) well get too far ahead of ourselves with doom and darkness but i think that's a viable strategy it's just up. for it's coming up you're talking about how useful miasma is yeah it's really kind of the closest thing you can get to it sure yeah i agree but you, i mean you're still banking on failed leadership tests most likely with re-rolls so i mean it's not a guarantee like a is miasma one is. turn only an this, augment this is a one turn only yeah okay. so all right i don't like it i would never take the spell <laughs> no yeah if you had a choice yeah all right let's move on next one is the caress of lanif say direct damage spell the range of 12 inches 
targets a single enemy model, even a character, in a unit. If successfully cast, the target suffers a number of hits equal to 2d6 minus his own strength. Hits from the caress of Lenef wound on a roll of 4+, plus, with no armor saves allowed. The wizard can choose to extend the range of the spell to 24 inches. If he does so, the casting value is increased to 12. Casting value on this is normally a 6+. plus. Okay. So you're pretty much always going to be boosting it to 24 inches. Because yeah. if you're that close, you're in combat. So that's 3 dice for a level 4? Yeah. At least probably 4 if that was your kickoff spell. Yeah, if that was your you, cute. Uh, you want to fuck that one up. 3, statistically. Nah, it's I think statistically half. on 3 dice you're good to go. Mm-hmm. If you want to take a little little bit of a gamble, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> so, this spell, I think it's pretty solid. Okay. This so is let's great, think dude. of what the average is. Seven seven hits. You could probably say the average is strength four of, a, of any of the fighty characters. So it's three hits against a typical BSB yeah. or the general. Sure. Or whatever, four hits against a wizard, right. probably. And they wound on four pluses. So that's like one and a half to two wounds. Right. Could roll, roll big, eh? Now, nah, if you if you're talking about hero level characters, I think it's a solid choice because if you do two wounds, it's dead. You kill a level two, level one, you kill a BSB. It's fucking good day. Mm-hmm. If you get fucking, if you had like the first spell we talked about, Spirit Leech, and you cast that on a character, and then he was still alive, then you cast this on the same character. Mm-hmm. You just keep fucking concentrating fire until you wipe these characters out one at a time. In whatever order, priority you think is the best, but yeah, one thing is we're we're talking about how the signature spell is actually decent against giants and chariots and eh, giants are leader ten, bro. Well, the big monsters. Yeah, um, this one is actually pretty much only going to be useful against characters. characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seems like anything with high strength, you want to cast it on. Mm-hmm. Most lords, eh, not all. Any fighty lord is going to be strength five, except maybe an elf. Mm-hmm. Maybe a human, but Beastman, Chaos, Grogers, probably strength five or six. Motherfucking Grogs. <laughs> yeah. So, but here, I think this is ideal for killing hero level characters. Mm-hmm. And you're always going to boost it. I think you're always going to go for that 12 up. Yeah, and this one combos well with the the next spell. Is that the next minus is one strength, minus one toughness? Yes, it is. If you get that one off, it gives you an extra little pip. All right, yeah, let's talk about that. Next one is Soul Blight. This is a hex spell with a range of 24 inches. The target has minus one strength and minus one toughness to a minimum of one until the start of the caster's next magic phase. The wizard can choose to have this spell target all enemy units within 24 inches, in which case the casting value is 18. It's a massive bubble. The spell is actually pretty fucking badass, dude. <laughs> if you had your units like run up the center and cast that with the bubble, yeah, it's on 18, but you just fucked over his whole battle line. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, you combine it with the caress of Lanif, the previous spell. Well, you're doing one more hit, so because their strength is reduced by one. So this spell is great, though. This spell allowed me to bust a can of whoop ass on mm-hmm. Jared's Longbeards. Um, you had a unit of thirty of them. Strength three, toughness three. Yeah, you're like, a, they, you're like a human swordsman. They're great weapons, but not that great. <laughs> Gore just munched that up real good, especially with the rerolls to hit. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's pretty good. With <clears throat> shooting, might almost be better in some situations than withering. Yeah, I'd say so. Because um, uh, if you had everything within 24, yeah. <laughs> especially for if you have little pinky shots, yeah. like rank and file shooters. Lots of fucking elves with bows. Strength 4, any kind of strength 4 shooting. Yeah. Going down to, sure. if the toughness 3 guy is going to a 2, that'd be fucking badass. Um, essentially, if you're in combat, 
the spell is doing exactly what a wild form is doing, but you're casting it on your opponent instead of yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, what if you could boost the wild form to affect all? Oh, the that'd be awesome. <laughs> well, this spell is one point cheaper than a wild form on a nine instead of a ten, but then a wild form is going to further negate armor as well. So, oh, I guess yeah, it kind of bounces out. Uh, plus, if you're casting wild form on beastmen, then it's a nine anyways. So, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a great spell. This is a fucking every time taker. It's every time taker? One up, a one yeah. pluser? Whatever the fuck you want to call well, it. Well, yeah, it's the only real actual buff or augment. Yeah. You need to go out. So you're not talking about leadership, you're talking about base stats. Right. You have to take it. Kinds of, kinds of things that the actually that sway combat. Spells, yeah. Are the ones that are kind of shitty now. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Because once you're locked in, it's generally going to be a couple turns until somebody steadfast gives away or stubborn. Right. So you need something to help you get through that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that spell a lot. That might be my favorite pick of the fucking lore. Spell of the week. <laughs> Soul Blight. <laughs> you got a picture of some little weird fucking snotling creature towing an empire to guy's fill, head. Fill the extra space <laughs> on the card. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fucking next up is the number four spell. Doom and Darkness. This is a remains in play hex spell. Range of 24 inches. Target suffers minus three to its leadership. You can choose to extend the range of the spell to 48 inches, in which case it goes off on a 13+, plus, but it's normally cast on a 10+. plus. Okay. Can you check the fact and see? Because the question was always, well, do you do it on the general? Which I think they've updated to he doesn't mandatorily pass it along or to the unit. Mandatorily. <laughs> so, like, I think it was argued. I think they changed must to may, maybe, in the general wording. Alright, if an enemy unit is affected by the Doom and Darkness spell and the unit is within the General's Inspiring Presence Radius, does the leadership value conferred by Inspiring Presence suffer the modifier even if the General is not affected? Yes. I don't believe that was what we were looking for, though. Yeah, that was the other thing, too. If you, if you hadn't checked the fact and were just reading the spell as is, that wasn't clear. The section about just the General. In the wording of Inspiring yeah, presence. presence. Yeah, you're right. So you don't have to use the general's inspiring presence. You may use his leadership. Okay. So, okay. Interesting. But yeah. No, regardless, okay. even if you're using it, you still may st- want to cast it on the general because he's usually yeah like a plus two leadership bubble. You can kind of consider. So now you know they don't have the bubble. Sure. So a little pick a base leadership eight then or something. So what that would do for my like for my beastman, I'd take that leader ten bubble when he's with the with the best of gore and pretty much put everybody on a seven because that's what everybody is. Mm-hmm. And that is not a fucking comfortable thought. <laughs> no, yeah. So, but then you can. I think that's probably one of the best spells just for targeting. Yeah, units that would normally be whatever a hundred man unit at Noblars or something. Sure, steadfast, <laughs> rerollable on a nine or a ten. Yeah, I think it's one of its big downsides, like you mentioned before, is that it's remains in play. So you, yeah, so you kind of got one crack at it. So you can't, yeah, you can't cast it, and then you're not guaranteed to, to be able to charge with a terror causer, for instance, and mm-hmm. get the effect. Still good in combo with a fear causer who's already in combat. What does the ba- what's the value of the spell? Can you boost it? Yeah, it gives you a 48-inch range instead of 24-inch. Okay. It goes off on a 10 normal, 13 boosted. Okay. But it's one of the few spells in the deck with some decent range. Yeah, and I don't mind. Sometimes real lanes and play spells are nice just for soaking up their so, casting dice. I agree with, with that. that 10 plus, I mean, they don't want to fuck it up, so they really have to roll three dice. Yeah. And even that <laughs> doesn't always add up to a six if sure. you're level four. Yeah, I agree. 
So, I mean, just, <laughs> that, I, I think that might be a fine strategy. Fucking tear your guy, they're going to let it go off. If you get Doom of Darkness off, now they fucking have to dispel that spell <laughs> in their face. <laughs> or or, yeah, they might run away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, depending on the situation. All right, but you're still giving them the option, so mm-hmm. if they choose not to exercise it, you're still banking on what is most likely a re-rollable leadership test. Rerollable seven. Yeah. That's probably the best they could hope for. So. Right. I think it's a D spell, bro. All right. Yeah, I like that one a lot, too. I found a couple good uses for that when I was playing against the dwarves. Although the dwarf assholes have such high leadership, didn't matter anyway. But. Fucking tough not to crack. All right. Next one is the fate. I don't even know how you pronounce this shit, but the fate of Buna. Something like that. But anyways, fate of Buna fate is a direct damage spell. <laughs> the fate of Gunya. <laughs> the fate of Gunya is a direct damage spell with a range of 12 inches and targets a single enemy model, even a character in a unit. So the target suffers a number of hits equal to 2d6 minus his own toughness. Hits from the fate of Gunya cause a wound on a roll of a 2 plus with no armor saves allowed. If the target survives, he is subject to stupidity for the remainder of the game. Show downfall of this spell, 12 inch range. I guess I never read to the end of it. They're stupid for the rest of the game? For the rest the game if it goes off or if they yeah, take it a says wound. if the target survives so i don't even think you have to take a wound if the spell is cast and goes off regardless of whether you do a wound or not you're mm-hmm. stupid <laughs> then you fucking do in darkness their ass <laughs> you're yeah. stupid on minus three liter that one's not bad if we're going back to the low leadership monsters because they might let it go off just because toughness five or six isn't probably not the best for that i mean you're yeah. gonna do a wound or two maybe yeah but you could roll fucking high it is great you wound on two up. All your so the ones that you do get are going to wound for yeah, sure. Yeah, most likely going to fucking land. But, no uh, like a Vargolf being stupid. Fucking Vargolf's worthless. You cast it on like a unit champ or something to make... Because uh, it says you can pick out a character. Or if, even if you make like one dude in a unit of ogre stupid, how does that work? The whole unit's stupid. Yeah, they all have to be subject. And he can't leave the unit he's not really a character. <laughs> now they got this like fucking drooling retard they're carrying around. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, the 12 inches is tough. Yeah. that's but. See, the issue is, or what my thought was, you fucking combine this with some of the other direct damage spells against characters. So, with this fucker, I mean, you got Spirit Leech, Crest of Lanif, and then, what was this called? The Fate of Gunya. <laughs> <laughs> You fucking run, you just run up there and you just keep keep casting these spells at the same character until they're fucking dead. Now you're giving up the charge though, but I mean, that's small beans compared to what it used to be. Yeah, I guess it depends. Because you have to be within 12 inches, but then you also want your wizard to be kind of protected still. Sure. Generally, yeah. those two don't go hand in hand. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> eh, if you got this on your level four, it's probably got a four up ward. Mm-hmm. There's a, we didn't talk about it before, but there's some interesting combos between some Laura Shadow spells and these spells. If you reduce their toughness by D3, now you're going to do three more hits. Or the other mm-hmm. spell was if, if you reduce their strength by D3 with the Laura Shadow spell. Yep. And then you did the other direct damage spell from Laura Death, you're going to do D3 more hits. So, essentially. So. The, those would be nice. I could see doing a level two of Shadow. Yeah. And hope maybe with a plus one spell and then having the level four be the death guy. But the only reason is because, of course, you can't guarantee rolling those two spells. Right. But you can guarantee getting the Miasma, mm-hmm. which is a pretty good spell. Yeah, it's a great spell. And that one combos with the Purple Sun. Yeah, combos so awesome. So you know at least <laughs> you, you have like one combo or something in the 
in the fucking cards. Cross the Wizards, too. So, mm-hmm. Okay. You guys were just a good spell. Yeah, man. This spell, I like it. I think it's awesome. But given that range, I don't see it getting used too often. You can't, you can't do Can you do a direct damage from combat? I guess you can. But it just has to be in your front arc. Cause you I don't think you would drop the Fate of Gunya for the base spell? Ooh. Uh, it would depend on what else I had. Because if I had a couple other lower casting cost spells, I'd probably keep it. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know, it's a tough call. Plus, it'd be situational based on who I was fucking playing. Against dwarves? I don't know. I'm not liking any magic against dwarves. <laughs> Number one, <laughs> they're getting, getting them out in a fucking dice, taking your dice, fucking ass raping you with hammers and fucking metal cocks. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't think I would. I think I'd take the fate of Gunya over Spirit Leech. Fate. <laughs> fate of Buna. Fate's inexorable, my friend. Fate. Fate. All right. Fate. What else you got? Anything on this spell? I just think that stupidity thing was interesting. <laughs> you still hooked on the dude. Or what was that? Soul Blade, I think? Because you can put it on those fucking monsters and chariots and stuff then. And which spell was it? Still uh, serves a purpose. I was this one. Durr. Yeah. No, I agree. You fucking... Problem is, you cast it on a monster, you're probably going to kill that monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, I well, mean, like an ogre not. or a minotaur. You cast it on one, you're probably going to kill that fucking guy. So it's not going to uh. fuck the unit over too bad. But, yeah, it would be nice against... Yeah, it's, it's not going to hurt against... Like, the Beastmen monsters are all leader 9 or 10. Mm-hmm. It's not going to have that much impact. But, but like, usually those guys are off by themselves. That's true. You don't get a reroll. Yeah. I'll take my odds, though. <laughs> leader 10? Bring it. Take my chances. All right, bro. I think this spell, combined with Soul Blight... Actually, this spell or the other one you combine with Soul Blight, because then you've reduced their strength as well. I was talking about combining it with the Shadow, but if you got this fucking spell... Yeah, I probably wouldn't try to split dice. You know, you Soul Blight... What is that Soul Blight cast on? Just if you cast it right now. It's a nine. What's normal. the curse? What's that? What's the curse the, of Gunia? The Fate of Gunia? Oh, uh, yeah, the Fate of Gunia. Of Gunia? <laughs> <laughs> That's cast on 13. 13. So, nine. I don't know. You kind of ask Yeah. Because you, you'd just want two dice it because the real difference it makes is almost negligible. Right. And like a two dice, you're just asking to roll like a five <laughs> so, or a four, yeah. So if you so do... I probably wouldn't try to ever really go for that combo. That combo. I mean, if it came up, you know, that that unit had to be minus one strength, toughness, or as part of a bubble, you know? Right. Yeah, in that situation. It's, but I wouldn't purposely try to set up this wicked combo. <laughs> this not, non-wicked combo. Not that wicked, yeah. Yeah, because all you're going to do is one extra wound, potentially. One extra potential. And then if it goes off, then you might get a die back. Nah, it's just too many ifs. Yeah. So I just use my dice to cast the actual spell. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So moving on then I like that spell though I think it scared the shit out of people at the very least it's gonna keep them on their toes might save some dice if they haven't used their dispel scroll yet they might use it at that point yeah agreed alright that leaves uh, Purple Sun yo Purple Sun Purple Sun won't you come <laughs> god <laughs> this is cast on a 15 plus <laughs> so it remains in play Magical Vortex so essentially a small round template, magical vortex. The distance it goes is the artillery die times three. If you misfire, you place the fucking small template on your head and then it scatters D six from there. And then but otherwise uh, you take initiative tests or die, the template passes over those models or your model. So meh based on my experience against the fucking dwarves, this spell can suck my asshole. <laughs> One time I get it off, expecting a whole fuck ton of dead hammerers who I have no other way to deal with. Guess what? Did you go for the big version or the... I went for the little one. Because I only had four dice. Okay. So, went for the little one. End up that... That's pretty solid chance at rolling that 
just with four dice, getting a 15. Uh, you yeah. could probably get that. But I knew I was going to get the fucking... Three and four times to cast it? Uh, the buffed version is a 25. Yeah. See, that So one. there's no way I was getting that off of four dice. Well, no, I did it go I irresistible. But... small. Yeah. yeah. Just from casting Dreaded 13th. <laughs> that one's a 25? Yeah. Like... <sighs> If you don't count the irresistibles, I think your chances are you won't roll 25. Or yeah, maybe it's like 50-50. Fifty, you're right. That's actually perfect 50-50 odds. So, that's mm. like a little one. I mean, because you can control it. You can hit like a fuckload. Yeah. 20 guys out of it, like a block. I'd, Depending where how big the block is, you can send it down one diagonal. Sure. Or, you, know. you combine it with Steed of Shadows to get yourself into a good position. Uh, you fucking flap over to the edge of the battle line. You purple sun right down the fucking line. It's a douchey yeah. move. But when it works, it's fucking amazing. Probably not to see the shadows, but using the smoke and mirrors lore effect, probably more likely. Mm. Because the so how the f- is a shitty spell that you wouldn't take normally. Yeah, but if you knew you had this combo pack in, because you could see the shadows, you could run one wizard up that side, see the shadows him right into the perfect spot, and then use the smoke and mirrors to switch places with the guy that's got purple awesome. sun, yeah. and then purple sun right down the line. But now your level four wizards fucking chilling out there, yeah. all on his little lonesome. Oh, what a lonesome. So next turn, you just have to reverse the shit. <laughs> Undo it. <Yeah. laughs> cast the shadow spell, smoke and mirrors that dude back into the unit, and then cast fucking Steed of Shadows <laughs> to fly the other guy back out of there. <laughs> you have to do it in reverse order. Yeah. <laughs> you do the purple sun again, and then you do... Now you're out of dice Steve. and you're fucked. <laughs> but, nah, it does leave you out in a bad spot. But either way, though, the way I, the way I was going to use it, I just fucking started marching forward until I was close enough. I'm like, all right, I'll just send it straight through that unit. What a kill. I don't know, it was a block of 30 dwarves, so it would have caught a fuck ton of them had it not misfired. And that's the one Assuming, thing about yeah. this spell that's fucking bullshit. Like, it's going to misfire and fuck up your own shit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not terrible against Beastman. I'm initiative three, it's a 50 50 chance, but you wouldn't cast this with anybody who's in issue two. Be a fucking retard because you're going to blow your own shit up. <laughs> the ogres have access to that. Yeah. And if they fucking cast this spell, they're a bunch of dipshits. Well, I think it's better than their... The Maw. The maw <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree, but it's not better than their other fucking spells. Yeah, resolving it would go a lot quicker. Yeah. You know, like, to, like, <laughs> all right, initiative checks. Okay, strength three checks. Okay, strength seven checks. Okay, D three wounds per. Okay, I got to add it up and see. Uh, how many guys died? <laughs> this um, one... One and done. See, you have a potential here to lose your level four wizard or whoever cast it with that misfire. That was the only model I didn't lose of all the models. You're part of a unit. You're going to have a lookout, sir. If you're yeah. casting it on your own, like if you... Yeah. Did you just need a shadow? That stupid <laughs> combination we discussed. <laughs> well, you get into a pinch, though, I think, and you had to make a little gamble. That'd be a fucking good one to make. Steed of Shadows is a cheap spell. Yeah. And then you save all the rest of your dice for this. Well, yeah. And you put, a, put it yourself an inch away. So Ooh. even if it misfires, yeah, it still might hit him. Still like half the time, kill it's going to scatter towards him. Yeah, and the way battle lines are typically packed, it's going to shoot down the line and pop out on the other end because the spell's not. It's just going to keep popping out, right? It's not going to stop yeah. on a unit. But it only affects the units that's that it naturally the range. hit. Yeah. Okay. So, like if you roll a two, it goes six inches. Mm-hmm. To affect that unit, it still might have to pop out thirty inches away. Right. You know, but it's not going to hit. Every unit, so newbies. <laughs> when the guy starts claiming that, <laughs> <laughs> don't fall for it. Yeah, I think it's, that's. Uh, in, I think that's in the fact too. 
This is one of those spells that's fucking terrifying. If you got that level one or level two of Shadow Wizard to support you, and he's got Miasma, you reduce initiative. That's commonly what yeah. I'll do with a Pit of Shades. You reduce their initiative. I guess you kind of need that Shadow guy to make Purple Sun a threat. Because against half armies, like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, against elves, elves like... Chaos Warriors. Yeah. But against ogres, fucking devastating. Against dwarves, orcs. Devastating. Orbs. Yeah, orcs. It's like 50-50 against humans. Yeah. But still, you don't want that going off. Lizardman. Through your big block of, like, <laughs> 40 halberds or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. You can be you can be terrified, bro. So. All right. Uh, what else do we get here? I think this is a spell that a vortex can move through close combat. Yeah, you so can cast you can it from combat. Charge with your guys. Vortex their ass. Yeah. And like, oh, you thought they were going to be steadfast when you held the charge. Yeah. Well, this Turns out killed half the guy. <laughs> can be steadfast anymore. Yeah. yeah, that's a fucking good option, too, because they don't see that coming. But I think a lot of people are going to be afraid of this spell as well, so you can be saving dice for it. Mm-hmm. If they're fucking wise. That's why you gotta do the six die thing to try and get it off. Then maybe you'll drop a big old template when you misfire and blow up. Yeah. I think I would use, I don't know, from turn one, I guess maybe I'd throw four dice, four or five dice, I think. Because you don't want irresistible force, but you want to draw out the dispel scroll if you can. Sure. So when the pivotal moment does come. You can actually get it to happen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's half the discipline of using the dispel scroll. Well, if you you go first, you, let's say... Holding it as long as you can, yeah. Right. If you go first, you move up 10 inches. It's going to put you, in theory, 14 inches away from the closest unit. And then, so you have to roll... Six will give you 18 Six inches, so you'd catch yeah. one unit. Um, yeah. I don't know, it's decent odds, I guess. But it's scary as fuck, too. So. Especially if you just miasma their ass and now yeah, their initiative is really low. let it go. Half the time it'll go off, and you kill half the unit or something. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. But you don't want to... I wouldn't throw six dice, because if you want a spell to go off irresistibly, you have to know that that spell is going to kill something for sure, or it's going to... Right. It has to be worth when it. When you do that combat, yeah be equal or greater in value than your fucking wizard lord. <laughs> than the Probably substantially more. Right. if you lose the wizard lord, you're kind of fucked for the rest of the game. Unless you can fucking skunk their wizards as well mm-hmm. somehow with it, but I agree. Alright, so overall I think some things to keep in mind here is spell order. We can't touch it on this, but if you're going to start casting those direct damage spells, just cast them first so you can get the dice back. Yeah. Give you some more dice to work with, potentially. That might set you up. I think combined with the Shard of the Herdstone is fucking great because you're going to be getting good casting phases and you're going to be getting dice back. So you're going to be fucking huge casting phase mm-hmm. outside of those tournaments that cap it at 12 per phase. Yeah, so you could go level 4 death, level 1 shadow, level 1 beast. Mm-hmm. That might be a good one. Yeah. Give you the best of all the worlds. <laughs> a little more flexibility. I think that's actually a really sound strategy because you know fucking wild form is an awesome choice and miasma has proven time and time again to be an awesome choice because you got the range and it's great you can fuck over their initiative you can fuck over their movement once you get in combat you fuck over their yeah you fuck over their weapon skill so super versatile it's something you can cast from the first turn um yeah, I think it's fucking good. But I think one of the keys, something we've we've been getting to, is this shit. This lore works really well in combination. Man, after Mary Mayhem, I'll probably have more to say about it. But probably more so. I'm trying to think. One of the gripes that you hear about this lore frequently is the range. People complain about the ranges, but there's only Fade Agunia is the only thing that's range 12. Everything else can be bumped to 24. So, or it's better than that. Yeah, but even 24 is kind of. You're one turn away from the shit in the fray. Yeah, but if you're 
chilling back, you can cast that two or three times yeah. before you get I fucked over. Probably better for an aggressive army removing up right all the time. Sure, it's not like with the woodies. You don't want to be that close. <laughs> yeah, that's why I generally let my opponent have the first turn is for just if I roll dwellers because it's twenty four inch range. Yeah, and I don't want to have to move up my general <laughs> any closer than she has because then sure. you start backing up. So yeah, right. you're a defensive style army, like maybe Empire or something, where you kind of chill back with your war machines and shit like that. It might mm-hmm. not be the best, yeah, best well, pick for you. You have a little bit of versatility because if it if you elves, yeah. if it means yeah, you typically an army defensive. like high elves, which will set up in the back of the deployment zone, not so good because <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking if you're a defensive style army, this probably isn't the best lore pick. It's not ideal for you. Well, if you're aggressive, like the beasts or the chaos, like them beasts, man. Even maybe Elizabeth. Yeah, fuck it. Any uh, good army combos with this? I mean, we kind of talked about the defensive side where it's a lot of these things devastating yeah, against low Anish or low leader or whatever, but mm-hmm. as far as beastmen go, I don't think I see anything specific to beastmen that makes this lore a better choice than it would be for any other army. Well, do you have a problem killing their characters? Uh, seems like with your buffs, you yeah. on it. when allocating attacks, the problem is always... Just hitting the guy is sometimes a problem if he's not with really the beastmen so skill. much. See the rerolls, fives, yeah. Like for some of the chaos lords and stuff like that, right? Need fives to hit is kind of a big deal. For me, getting the chaos lords dead is about getting through the fucking saves. I never kill the chaos lord because I can't get through the fucking one up rerollable plus the four up ward. Mm-hmm. It's nigh on unstoppable. You got to break those fuckers in combat, which is impossible because they're throwing out seven attacks and kicking the piss out of you. <laughs> <laughs> fucking lose, lose, bro. Lose, lose, bro. Alright. Anyway, anything else to add to this? Not really. Hope you enjoyed our discussion on the lore of death. Part one in a series. <laughs> <laughs> the 16 lore series. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a point hammered presentation. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> Fuck it. Bring. Right. Suck my balls. Suck them. Later. Just hope that is
I noticed that on our... You gotta fucking be kidding me. There's that guy about that car I've been trying to fucking buy for weeks. <laughs> this fucking guy doesn't want to sell it because he won't ever fucking call me back. I totally lost my train of <laughs> People fucking put me off all the time, man. <laughs>